Welcome back, everyone, to another Atreides Collections podcast. It's so great that we can still speak to you, even though we can't see or meet with you in these times. I hope you've all been staying safe. And a special shout out to all our friends and colleagues in Melbourne who've been in COVID lockdown now since July. We really do feel for you. Uh, Dave, we've got a really mm. special super guest today. Um, last week, you talked about Peter's top collection tips, staying yep. calm, ensuring the buyer's in the right mindset, finding the creative solutions. Well, we're really glad to have Pete with us today. As dead as all around the country, breathe a sigh of relief. So welcome, Pete. Great to have you on our podcast today. Uh, thank you, guys, for uh, giving me this opportunity um, to give my knowledge and um, be on the show. What a pleasure, Pete. I mean, and let's not forget you two are cousins. Am I an honorary cousin now that I'm on the honour call with two cousins? Hey, cousins. Uh, hey, cousins. Yes, uh, I'm actually the good cousin here, David. Oh. Right. Now, Pete, you are um, you are in the engine room of our collection, so it is a real pleasure to have you on today. So thank you for coming on. Yeah, really, no, no. really valued your tips last week as well. So no, today we're going to talk about the top collecting strategies that we can use right now um, today in this sort of COVID era. We know that many businesses have been giving COVID-19 as a reason not to pay. So in the majority of cases, that reasoning is real. We know that it's not just an excuse. It's the actual reason their businesses are slowed down, sales have dropped off. Um, like we've said before, time and time again, times are really tough at the moment. First, Dave, is there anything you're doing differently in collecting strategies right now that you wouldn't normally do in um, or consider in a non-COVID situation? Well, the thing is at the moment, um, obviously it's a very it's a challenging environment. The economy's been impacted very harshly um, yeah. and a lot of sectors have been hit. So, yes, I'm talking to the solicitors more than I normally would. I'm taking weekly advice on how to operate in this changed climate. And the message is coming through loud and, clear, loud and clear from them and my own experience. There's money out there. Um, and it's, it's, it's basically knowing when to push um, and how to get in line early and sometimes taking the front foot approach because – Really, uh, they, they're giving good advice, like results legal. Um, I'm talking to them weekly and there's ways around things uh, they're looking at. Uh, they're looking into the insolvency uh, protection um, and what that means. And so it's good advice. And so I'm speaking to them a lot more than I normally would on these kind of cases. And at this point in time, we're having, we're having record results. So really uh, very happy with them and it's key to our strategy and allied to that as well uh, stuff that we've touched on in earlier podcasts very important to stay on top of your debtor list regular contact with the buyers as well as looking into legal options probably sooner rather than later yeah yeah no that's that's good well not great that we're talking to solicitors more but yeah, well. they're giving us good advice and helping yeah um Pete, um, are there any industries that are standing out more than the other at the moment? Well, funny to say that, Mary. Um, I'm going to go into that a little further down the line, but I'd like to start by talking about the collection strategies that I've been focusing on, and they've actually been very successful. Um, the, so, yeah. So what's what's one of the first strategies? Uh, the first strategy is the um, what I call the, the payment plan. So... With, especially with payment plans, um, you need to ask the buyer what they can afford, you including them in being mindful of this situation and be empathetic. Let them see uh, we are working with them and not going straight for legal, uh, a legal option. So with, uh, with me, I take the approach of working with the, with the buyer uh, to see what they can afford and give them payment option plans, give them up to three to six months to pay it off just to see where they go. And I've actually found that very helpful. 
Yeah, yeah, you um, you treat them like they're your customer. And last week, um, Dave, you mentioned mm. that as well as one of Pete's top tips, actually. Yeah, indeed. Um, look, I mean, Pete uh, has a fantastic record, and honestly, I've he has a great relationship with the debtors, which is sometimes something that is undervalued. Uh, and I've I've seen debtors call Pete up after they've done, you know, a few weeks on a repayment plan and looking to boost their repayments. And honestly, in debt collection, that is very rare. And a lot of that comes down to the connection he makes. So in this, as we've said, in this challenging environment, it is more and more about showing a certain level of empathy. And um, we've covered it before, tactical empathy. Uh, Pete has that natural gift for it. And really, frankly, it does contribute to the results going upward. Uh, so yes, yeah. it's, it's crucial. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else on that, Pete, then? So you said that you try to assist them, not go down the legal route. Um, what about what's happening at the moment with this extension of insolvency uh, holidays that, we're, that we've yeah. seen in the government? Yeah, see, what I do, uh, especially with this COVID uh, situation around the world, I tend to now, because I've previous, in my previous role, I used to deal with, uh, I used to look after hardship. And, like, you need, you need to know, um, you need to be in the same bubble as as the buyer. Um, I see. I listen to them more often. I see what their reasons are, and it, like you can tell, they're very genuine. So I tend to ask more questions to see what I can actually offer them and I, what I can actually uh, give them to pay this debt uh, in this environment. Um, so I actually help them more than I used to previously. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the main key is is just to listen um, uh, to the buyer. Well, we know that um, we know that at the moment the government in Australia obviously has extended the insolvency holiday, yep. Dave. Yep. And we still don't know what's going to happen with preferential payments, how they're going mm. to be treated post insolvency, because nobody's really said anything about that. I mean, there's been a bit of celebration about the extension of the insolvency holiday. Now, whether it's a celebration or not is a yeah. is a matter of opinion. But yeah. but that is an unknown, right? Oh look, it's um, it, it's an unknown, and we can only work with what we've got now. What we do know is that credit controllers have to think very carefully about what credit they're going to extend to buyers, and I think that's something I really want to underline here because of this insolvency extension. Unfortunately, uh, there's a certain percentage out there that just treat it as a, as an excuse to trade insolvent without consequence. Given that. Basically, we have to, you have to be very careful if you're a credit controller about what credit you're going to give. Uh, and from a legal perspective, as I said, we're talking to our solicitors. Um, there are certain routes around it where we can enforce some legal procedures under law, Mary, and that's yeah. important. And so, yes, it's an unknown how they'll be treated. Um, that's always a bit of an unknown in debt collection at times because liquidators sometimes like to try to claw back uh, payments. But all we can do is... Really, if, if customers are listening to this podcast, think very carefully about how you trade with um, these these debtors who you may feel are actually technically insolvent. Um, it's really a time to be cautious there. And from our perspective, uh, as I said, Mary, it's all we're all about talking to debtors and getting payment plans. But if we see the situation is slipping and they start defaulting on the arrangements that um, guys like Peter and myself make, then we, 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 we sort of take action. And you've really, in at this situation now, it's a dangerous time. You're better to be proactive at times. Yeah, let's um let's let's hope that we get some direction from the government on this either way, not yeah. just here, but obviously uh, around the world, there's um, various markets with sure. these insolvency holidays. So, so Pete, what's the next strategy? If we've gone from payment plans, what's your next one that you, you think really works well? 
Secondly, is the most um, sorry. The second is is to know the important to know when to be good cop and when to be a bad cop to escalate and escalate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, I, I mean that's crucial, isn't cop, it? Bad cop. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. Uh, my whole career, I've been called a bad cop. I don't think I've ever. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but Pete, you are very much a good cop a lot of the time now. Um, you know, worked worked with alongside you for a while now, and um, when do you uh, look at when to become more assertive and take a tougher approach? Like, where do you draw the line? W- w- what kind of stance do you take on that in terms of these in terms of these buyers? Uh, yeah, as you said, I mean, I'm always try to be a good cop. Uh, I mean, obviously, my main my main uh, thing is to uh, get the money into the door and obviously help our our clients to get their money back. Sure, but at times where with with debtors, I give them. Two options, two chances. So yes. I tell them to be honest with me up front. Um, if you're always honest, I'm more willing to help you out. Um, but if you lie to me once uh, or twice, sure. unfortunately, um, I'll be, need to take further action. Um, it's just that some debtors don't realize um, that I've been in, in I've been in this industry for over mm. 16 years, and you know when people start to lie to you, and that's my main, main, main. Hate. I hate people lying to me. Um, I mean, you get out of your way to help these people, and then they make up uh, silly decisions <laughs> not to return your calls, <laughs> yeah. not re- to return your calls, avoid your emails, and just make up silly excuses. And let's and face it, like when, um, basically, Pete. Sorry to cut in, but I mean, I- in right. essence, that's kind of what we do, and that's that's kind of our whole experience. Like, you need to know when to decipher between what's basically a truth and what's a a mistruth or a lie. And, I mean, a lot of the time I think there's a lot of denial uh, driving a lot of these buyers who are in financial hardship and, you know, making bad financial choices. And, and that's where our experience, um, I think, really comes through. And, I, and I, you know, I think that's vital. Um, would you agree with me that involving a third party like an Atradius Collections uh, highlights, I think, a lot of the time to the buyer that it's been escalated? And that's, that's something I really, Mary, I want to point out to clients out there who may feel like they're, they're beating their head against the wall with a certain buyer. There's so many cases I can tell you for so many clients, we're handing it to us and we give it that, that two to four weeks intensive treatment and it results in money come from what was previously a dead file. Would you agree with me, Pete, that that's a, it's a bit of a mindset change for the debtor? Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree 100% with you, David. Um, exactly, you've hit it uh, to the point. I agree with you. What you just said, yeah. Oh well, there you I go. Agree. I mean, I mean, case closed. <laughs> <laughs> You've agreed okay, with me. We know, we know that. Um, we know that Pete's a one bit and twice shy kind of guy. Dave, I hear you've had a few Oscar-winning performances with your bad cop routine, giving your vocal cords a bit of a workout. Some would say I'm a bit of a method actor. <laughs> Jokes aside, yes. it doesn't mean bad cop doesn't mean being rude to a debtor, right? It's they're, oh, yeah. they're running a business. They're trying to get through this like the rest of us. So we've heard from Pete and yourself what a good cop looks like. What's the bad cop side of it? Where do you, where, how do you know when to flick that switch? Sure. Well, look, I mean, I want to underline a point here that, frankly, as we've said before, it's all a negotiation. There's, there's time in every negotiation to be assertive, and that is, that is where I come in um, a lot of the time. That's where a lot of cases get handed to me. Uh, it's about straightening out the buyer's perception that this is serious, this isn't going away, you're no longer dealing with someone you felt... Sometimes they're exploiting the relationship they have with the client. It's unfortunate, but it's it's true. And the second it comes across to me, um, and they get that 
they're speaking to me, it's an escalation. And I do like to make it very clear to them that, you you know, you owe $50,000 to our client, it needs to be paid, you've got X amount of time, or we're going to escalate. And I'm happy to talk about payment arrangements, I'm happy to talk about all kinds of things, but we need to get it front and center and we need to start talking about it. So really, my biggest thing is I want to move the conversation from avoidance to discussion and into so, negotiation. So yeah, so bad cops about being assertive, but yeah. I wonder whether Pete or Dave, mm. uh, I mean, that obviously also means, or bad cop can mean getting to a point where we start to threaten legal action or start to talk to the lawyers because you wouldn't do that in a good cop situation, right? This is no, a bad but, cop but, 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 but frankly, uh, Mary, I mean, a huge part of our role is knowing when to flick that switch. Yeah. And as Peter said, um, I, I, th- I think two chances is, is a good amount. And I, I've seen so many times uh, emails that Pete sent, he, he basically will send out saying, you owe $50,000. You can pay $50,000, you know, in 48 hours, or you could do it over five payments, 10 grand a week. He, he gives them two options. And, and then it's up to them to respond, and then there's a negotiation process. If after, let's, 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 let's say, for example, it's two chances or three chances, whatever it is, it quickly becomes very clear um, through the usage of time, if this if this buyer is genuine about making those repayments, so in essence, the time factor it can be as little as one week or two weeks, and frankly, that's a decent amount of time because we're working for an insurance company and we they they, they give us that time, and then at the end of two weeks, it, it can be very clear very early on if the buyer has any intention. If the buyer has no intention of repaying and they're just delaying, well, that's where I flick the switch, and yeah. you, you yeah. can call it bad yeah. copy, you can call it whatever you call it. Um, that's the scenario. And I, I just make it very clear. And, and so does Pete. Pete, Pete probably does yeah. it in a nicer way than me. <laughs> but you, you, do, do, you do take that bad cop routine as well, Pete, yeah. right? So you, oh, you yeah. get like, to oh, the point yeah. where you I'm, say enough's enough. That's right. Well, Mary, I'm not always nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. Amazing. No, not really. He's just he's just nicer <laughs> than me. <laughs> well, exactly, David, yeah. Um, I just get to the point. I just get to the point where as the experience that like i mean with the experience of knowledge in collections i've uh, I've, I've done um i mean i've as i said i've been doing that for 15 years like you know when you know when to click that switch yeah, um yeah. you, you just got it in your mindset so as a good collector as a good collection officer or good credit controller you should know your your buyers your debtors um yeah and know how they speak the way they speak to you guys the way they uh, return your email. I mean, it's the tone of their voice as well. So, I mean, there's a time where I, like I, at times I have to put my hand up. At times in the office, I do get a bit angry and hesitated when, when debtors lie to me. Uh, because, you I mean, you've gone out of your way to help this debtor uh, to, to pay this debt. And you just get the frustration when you've tried all you can and they've come up with another excuse after another excuse. <laughs> and that's when I <laughs> but but in fairness, Pete, line. would you agree though, Pete? Like really, frankly, um, every deck, every good deck collector has a pretty thick skin, and I mean, That's- at the end of the day, it's a business. Uh, we're professionals. We're doing our job. You know, and that's and that's how clients should look at it and how how they should treat it when they hand it to us. Because we're, we're not out there just to burn relationships, Mary. We're out there to get a recovery and do that in a professional manner, and that's what we do day in day out. So. As far as I'm yeah, concerned, yeah. Just, you know, just reading, it's reading the the atmosphere when yes. you're on the phone and knowing. So it's picking up on signals. That's yeah. which is which is quite uh, quite important. So, 
Um, I'm wondering whether we can move on to the third um, collection strategy, Pete. You said that there were three there. That, yeah, the Mary, the final, final strategy is a question um, you alluded to earlier, Mary, when you asked about the industries. Mm-hmm. Um, so you need to know your customer and your industry. This will help you to know how to approach each collection case. So, for example, you got um, struggling adapt to your strategy around the, the bars, cafes, construction and retail versus the retail. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, obviously, the different industries have been hit harder uh, in this COVID-19, especially retail. Retail have actually got a big hit. Um, I've had a case previously where the, the buyer was paying on time uh, for at least two months. Then COVID-19 hit and he's just, uh, like, I felt so bad. Um, he's, he had to close around 52, sh- uh, 52 stores. And I mean, as I said, you need you need to know your your uh, what you're dealing with, which. Mm. Um, and I mean, let's face it. Uh, I have quite a few clients that have bars, uh, restaurants um, that they're dealing with, and I mean those those areas have been hit just so hard. And in some in some states, Mary, I mean, literally almost wiped out. Do you know what I mean? And then as well, uh, at a certain point, there's only so much we can do. There's only so much a debt collector can do with industries you know, and businesses that have gone completely belly up. But what we can do is try to get repayment plans, um, just lesser amounts until this crisis kind of passes. And in some states, um, the lockdown restrictions eased and it meant that they could start doing some trading again. Like we know that cafes and stuff, a lot of them started doing, remember Mary, they did takeaway in Sydney for a while. Yeah, when there were some yeah, extensive yeah. lockdowns and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, I've had cases during this period uh, with clients um, and buyers that have basically almost completely shut down for two months, but then they've started to reopen and they're not trading at their normal levels, but they are trading and there's money coming in, which opens itself right up to, to, to payment plans. So it's so it, just picking yeah. away at it, making sure you're getting something, like you said, yeah. like you're getting something every week before yes. something goes terribly wrong. And at the end of the day, our customers who are asking us to chase their debts for them, they need this money so that they're not in the same situation. Oh, totally, as the yeah. Debtor totally, at the yeah. End of the day. Exactly, yeah. And that's a hundred percent right. That's that's what every good debt collector remembers. The end of the day, there's a client that you're working for that could. This could be sometimes the, these amounts can literally be what's keeping them afloat. At times, you know, like not, not always, but at times, like it's it's crucial. And the best clients that we deal with have credit controllers who know a lot of this stuff anyway. So I have regular dialogue with some of the credit controllers where we go quite in depth on the cases and on the circumstances. So, you know, most clients have a very good grasp on their customer base already um, because they've been doing it for a long time and been very successful. So this isn't the first storm that they've had to weather, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah, like you say, some industries have certainly benefited during the period and it's really important, obviously, to keep an eye out for them as we come out of this as well because they've had this, what I would call an artificial uh, benefit Sure. Uh, because we don't know what will happen afterwards. Some We've had new businesses that have popped up out of nowhere. They've done really well. Others have innovated and diversified into sort of higher demand areas. Are you making so been- masks at home, Mary? Uh, no. Ten dollars. Ten dollars for ten. Ten for ten dollars at Bunnings. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, the how many people though have done side businesses making masks? Like, I, I think yeah. of people that that I've met just you know socially and stuff, and and so many uh, stay at home mums and stuff are making masks and all kinds of things. Like, and so many businesses that were I've seen on the TV businesses that were like 
you know, wine cellars and stuff and, and have diversified into making different kinds of products uh, for the COVID crisis. And, yeah, it's, it, it, it's interesting. It's important, though, to keep an eye out for these and stay mm. on top of it because, I mean, I'm not, not trying to wish poorly on, in, on any industry, but you don't know what's going to happen. No. So, like you say, understanding your industry, understanding the, the industry that your customer operates in because your customer could be in a different industry to what they're on selling to. That's really important. We've seen so many ups and downs in the past few months. It's been such a roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just wanted to I, mention I agree, one yeah. thing as well. Um, Pete, we were talking before about um, about legal cases. Now, I believe you had a case summary, um, a good example that results legal, um, got, us a, got us a good result on? Um, yeah, actually, I've got a few that result um, have actually – Got a good result on. Okay, well, um, we don't need to be here all day, Pete. But if you could maybe just give us, you know, the greatest <laughs> hits, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, with uh, with this data, with this data, we we've tried, we tried. As I said, um, I was nice. Then it became a bad cop, as you said, David. Mm. And then I referred it to re- result, and um, we started talking to them, and the actual data came to a solution where we ended up getting a settlement, which right. was great for both us and. Uh, our client um, and both parties were happy so we were, I was ecstatic it was a large amount of money um, that we came down from so it was a good it was a good result and, like and you I mean, said it's yeah. having that third party yeah. that makes it not only escalates it but that escalation makes it real to the debtor I suppose that's yes. where it comes in like you were referring to earlier and, and where a third party like an Atreides collections or obviously um, and then we work with with some lawyers yes. to, to get it to a point where, okay, you've got to pay now. Often what happens, Mary, is the dialogue is started by someone like Peter or myself. Uh, it, it, it goes back and forth, quite extensive dialogue. We start to bring out areas of potential dispute or at least negotiation. And then to formalise it, we hand it to, to, a, to a lawyer like Results Legal. They start to formalise it. They might start to drop a statement of claim. And you can sense on the, on, on the buyer's side that they're, they're realising it's more serious. Then suddenly it starts to talk of settlement and then we formalise it, put it into a deed, often make them personally liable in the deed if they break the repayment amounts, et cetera, lodge caveats on properties. There's all sorts of options. But no, we've had, I mean, a lot of success um, using results over the last, you know, number of years. But especially over this COVID period, it's been it's been crucial. Yeah, we've got such a great group of collectors in Atreus Collections around the world that have sure. got that yes. on-the-ground knowledge and understanding all those things as well. That's exactly right. Um, and we're allied with with a large amount of um, uh, lawyers and agents and all sorts of people. We're actually on every continent in the world. I don't know if you call Antarctica a continent. I guess we don't have anyone there. Um, I'm, I'm available if they really want to send me down, you know. But, um, yeah, no, so we, no. we do. It's a, it's a worldwide product and, you know, we're very happy with it. Yeah, that's great. Well, um, I'm off to make sure all my bills are paid today. Um, I'm not a bad cop at all. But um, next week we've actually got a really interesting podcast as well with a special guest from our Asia Middle East region to talk about international collections and we know every country's got its own nuances, culture, legal systems. So, you know, asking everyone just to tune in if you want to get a better understanding and benefit from some great tips there because what works well in one country may not in another. And when we're talking about buyers overseas that you can't even get to these days because yeah. obviously no travelling, 
then you might find that the uh, next podcast is actually quite valuable um, for you. So I look forward to speaking to you all again. So um, Daring Dave and Pistol Pete, thanks so yeah. much for joining <laughs> uh, me today. Thank you, Mary. I'm and learning I, new things every week. Thank you, Mary. And I just do want to mention it will be fantastic to get that insight from our next colleague on the region and on the different scenarios and challenges the clients are facing in that region. And I can say the numbers from um, the Middle East and India have been very strong in terms of collected amounts. So the results have been good and it will be absolutely fantastic to have uh, that country manager on next week. So I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait either. Well, thanks so much to both of you again and look forward to chatting next time. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you, guys. Thanks, bye. Bye.